Ups and Downs, The Significant Trajectory of Blockchain Games in 2018, an essay by John Jordan. It has been a busy two weeks for those of us in the blockchain game space. September kicked off in rainy Finland for Blockchain Gamer Connects Helsinki 2018, followed two weeks later by the gloriously sunny Blockchain Game Summit 2018 in Lyon, France. In between, some even jetted off to Singapore. But what's become clear during this time is while the wider cryptocurrency market has demonstrated increasing downward volatility, the momentum around blockchain games remains relentlessly upwards, with more and more companies entering the space. Not all these projects will be successful, of course. Indeed, due to the plunging price of Ether and associated investor sentiment, many may not now get the funding they require to even start up. Certainly, ICOs are being pushed back into 2019 and focusing on traditional VCs, not public raises. Yet the passion these startups demonstrate, as well as their variety in terms of use cases, means during the next 12 months, I do not believe the blockchain game sector will be halted by the wider issues of cryptocurrency. This is not to say the blockchain game sector isn't experiencing significant challenges, however. Scale, particularly in terms of active players and users, remains a key concern. Indeed, it could be argued the current de facto games category of distributed apps running on Ethereum, also known as dApps, has actually declined during 2018. Sure, there are many more games, over 500, but in terms of the overall volume of active players, today's total is significantly reduced in comparison to peak user numbers in late 2017, when CryptoKit is launched. So, for all the continued discussion of whether or not CryptoKitty should be viewed as a game, or a, inverted commas, game, Action Zem's release remains the high point of a sector with many, many lows, especially when it comes to basic user experience. In that regard, it was no surprise one of the best talks at the Blockchain Game Summit was CryptoKitty's UX designer, Amy Nyangi, who railed against developers who put the needs of technology over the needs of players. For, as she pointed out, small changes can have a big impact. Adding the network status prompt into CryptoKitties immediately made it clear to users what was going on on the Ethereum blockchain, for example. Yet more can and needs to be done, especially when it comes to highly confusing issues such as gas fees and wallet accessibility. Even simple enabling solutions such as MetaMask have become significant friction. In this context, a recurring theme expressed during the two conferences concerned hiding underlying complexity from, of some core blockchain concepts, notably wallets, from any product aimed at the general audience. As the entertainingly opinionated Alex Kasasovici put it when talking about his just-launched EOS-based esports project Azurus, we never use the word blockchain because my users don't know what a blockchain is. Similarly, Kasasovici's position on the importance of wallets has pivoted from thinking they're a vital part of blockchain user experience as expressed in May at Blockchain Gamer Connects San Francisco, to his now terse comment, I don't believe in wallets. In this context, Azuri's wallet is embedded into its software, offering no option to transfer out tokens. Blockchain game products such as OP Skin's Wax Marketplace are taking a similar lockdown approach. Another emerging user experience trend is the ability to enable users to buy platform tokens directly using their credit cards rather than having to transfer in Ethereum or other cryptocurrencies. Of course, purists decry such centralization. But if 2018 has demonstrated anything, it's that for blockchain in general, and blockchain games in particular to gain scale, 
The philosophy and technology of blockchain will have to be moderated by usability if we are to move from a market of sub-tens of thousands of users to the millions of users required for a truly mass audience. A surprise in this regard, then, has been the aggressive adoption of blockchain by mobile game developers. It's always been assumed the restrictive and potentially ever-changing rules of Apple and Google's app stores would hinder the ability of mobile game developers to adopt blockchain. But with the free-to-play mobile game market, almost impossible for new games and companies to now break into, mobile game developers are finding ingenious ways of working around those app store rules. Examples of games doing this include Reality Gaming's Reality Clash, Pixel's The Sandbox, Stick Sports' Stick, Stick Cricket, and even CryptoKitties itself, while other titles such as Neon District, Hash Rush, and Zombie Battlegrounds are planning to be cross-platform, including mobile. Typically, the way mobile devs are dealing with this App Store issue is to ensure their games use the standard in-app purchase model, so Apple and Google get their 30%, while also having a separate companion app or website that enables blockchain items to be traded and transferred into the mobile game. It's certainly not an ideal solution, and Apple and or Google could change their rules to limit such grey areas. But mobile developers seem convinced they can get the model to work, although there are, there are currently no live examples. Aside from what individual game developers are up to, however, it was great to see how this vibrant, and yet still small community is coming together, both informally and formally. The creation and launch of the Blockchain Gaming Alliance is a key development in this regard. Reading like a who's who of blockchain game and game service companies, the launch partners included B2Expand, who organised the Blockchain Game Summit, Alto.io, Everdreamsoft, Engine, Ubisoft, Gimli and Ultra, as well as Ethereum community outfit Consensus and super consultant Alex Amstel. No doubt this group will expand in the coming days, hopefully providing this nascent sector with a united voice when it comes to everything from best practice and standards to interacting with the wider games market. Four, stripping away all the tech talk, if blockchain games are to fully are to fulfil their potential, they must, in the words of Ubisoft's blockchain initiative manager Nicholas Pouillard, create new experiences for gamers to enjoy. In that regard, the biggest challenge the sector faces isn't the value of Ether, gas fees or wallet accessibility, but the vision to think beyond the current games ecosystem and grasp the magic of what blockchain gaming can and should be. And that means games and services driven and owned in a significant manner by their communities.